Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I'm always trying to do is tap my personal network to bring you experts in areas where I have zero experience. So what do we have for you today? We have a ground up developer. We have somebody that has moved out to Texas looking to do new developments. He's um, putting a lot of money to work. He's going to talk about supply chains, inflation, multifamily, single family. Let's welcome Tom Staub to the show. How you doing, buddy? Zuber, man, you're, you have advanced your, your quality over the last, what, three years now? Yeah, I think it's been about three years of daily content. It, it's, good for uh, you. I'm still having fun, so that's good. Yeah, that's great. So uh, you sent me a 51-page report about kind of an economic 101 review of the country. I want to kind of step back from that. We can obviously highlight numbers, which I hit on the daily financial news. But I want to talk about how it's impacting developers, right? You are looking to put, you know, ground up development and you have had supply chain issues. You've had inflation. You've had higher rates. Now you have Biden talking about building new homes or, yeah, just affordable homes. What the hell is going on? It's got to just be nuts in your area. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, um, from my perspective, you know, I, again, I, I'm the CEO of Red Oak. Uh, we're based out of Austin. We do develop. We have some north of Austin, some south of Austin. No, most developers aren't touching the city core of Austin. It's just too political to get. It's too hard to get things done. So yeah. they work on the fringes. Um, and so we're heading towards San Antonio, which is where we see the path of progress growing. Mm. Um, and I'll explain why this all matters. But uh, to date, we're managing about four hundred and five million dollars of pipeline. Right. Okay. So we have two thousand three hundred lots under development, seven hundred plus apartments townhomes, we're, we're doing 180 condo build out in Flagstaff. So a lot of money. And what that comes with is a lot of responsibility. So yeah. I, hired, I hired an in-house economist about two months ago from the UPenn, mm-hmm. who also comes from uh, John Hopkins from, for journalism. Uh, and she's fantastic because as you know, when you have a lot of responsibility, there's so much news that you have to be reading. And I just, I, I don't have time for it. So yeah. what we do every quarter is we send out this report that you got, which is yeah, to your point, 50 plus pages. Yeah. And it breaks down macro, micro at the Austin, San Antonio level. And there's so much clickbait out there talking about housing crashes that we need to set up straight. Is yeah. it happening? Will it happen? Whatever. So um, this reports that it, it helps me sleep at night. It helps yeah. my team feel confident that we will pay them payroll every two weeks. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, let, so let's talk about it. So, um, let's, let's, let's just hit the clickbaity title because you know on YouTube where I play every day. There's a, there's a lot of huge channels that they've been saying crash for three years in a row every day in 17 different flavors. Uh, obviously, your orientation is very much Texas-based, so we'll, we'll leave that caveat. I think Texas has a lot going for it. Uh, what do you see? I mean, is Texas real estate just going to crash and fall off a cliff and everybody's going to go bankrupt, or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the net of it is no, right? Um, <laughs> just no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the net of it is no. Um, and there's a number of reasons why, but you know, one thing that I did on a recent uh, conference call to my investors, and it's actually very much uh, aligned to what you've done before, which is this idea of, hey, great that we're seeing interest rates go up, prices go up, 
but what does it mean in real terms? Mm -hmm. Real terms has to factor in wages and income. Yes. And so you have a great video. If you haven't seen it out there, find that video or maybe put it in, in your channel. Um, and our economists and our in-house team think that risk really shows itself around seven, seven and a half percent on a 30-year fixed. Okay. Um, so, and you still have to factor in the fact that some of these states like Florida and even Washington or Texas, there's no income tax. So that's, okay. that's still ways in. And yes, there's a property tax argument. Um, but and anyway, so long story short, when we factor it all in, there's just too many people moving to the smile states. Yeah. Uh, there's just not enough supply happening and people don't want to rent. Um, and until that lets up and changes, and I think Biden just yesterday announced his, their new efforts because of this, they see it. Until that, that changes, we're not, I, I don't see how a crash happens. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things I want to break down here. And again, we talk about the daily financial news. I've got seven or eight millionaires that talk every week. So let's break down this report in Texas specifically, right? What happened over the last two years? Uh, we have seen population movement. I, I don't think it's any, a shock to anybody that New York and San Francisco or New York and California are actually losing population. Two years in a row, California has lost population. In addition, we are not getting the next generation of engineers, which I think is a larger problem because that's a trend once broken, you don't get back. We're, they're going to Texas and Nashville and Florida and these other places. So we, we have some pretty negative sentiment that's growing in California and New York. Where are they going? Well, it's pretty clear. You can look at U-Haul and these other moving institutions. It's very clear where people are going in Texas and Florida are huge beneficiaries, as is Arizona, as is Vegas, so on and so forth. The smile states. So what happens? Well, it takes a moment, a moment in time to decide to move. It's a moment. It takes years to build something new. So what we have seen, and I think Boise, Idaho is the largest example of it because it's a very small footprint area that got inundated with new population. So you're seeing Boise, and I've called out Boise specifically yeah. uh, for about nine months is like, yeah, that one's scary. Ah, scary, right? Scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Texas, Florida, very different, right? Yeah. Texas is huge, right? Austin, and these are huge. It's not like You've taken a population of 80,000 and jumped it to 120. There, where's the 40,000 houses coming from? It's not yeah. coming overnight. So I think Texas has a lot going for it. Um, you just, it's, you're, you're winning for the population battle. And now yeah. you have companies going there? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, and there's, um, I can't announce it, but I will tell you that something's coming in June um, that will be near the same size of Amazon HQ2. Wow. And it's going to, and I, I'll tell you, there's a lot of, developers I'm talking to right now, we're actually more concerned by it uh, mm -hmm. because we're running out of water, for example. Oh, and man. there's a lot of money being funded by the Biden administration to fund the water, uh, even sewer, but it's, it's getting to a point where the growth is too fast in Austin. Um, and that's, that's the problem. It's the, that's, that's why, that's, that's why these channels win with clickbait saying housing crash. They don't under like they there's a video just out there the other day talking about wages not keeping up. And I actually talked about the top 10 cities that made the list. The reason those top 10 cities, which Austin is on the list, as I recall, is because you have all of these people moving from California that can pay nearly any price and they pay cash. Yeah. The, the wage I, discussion is irrelevant. I heard this. I heard this, <laughs> I heard this thing the other. I wasn't at the lunch, but someone told me they're, they're talking to someone from a trust fund. And that said, these are the crappiest $10 million homes I've ever seen in Austin. 
<laughs> and I'm for whatever that's worth. I'm like, who's even thinking like that? What in the world? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's, there's so le- much money, levels to this game. <laughs> there's so much money flowing to this area. Um, it's again, it's 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 crazy, and, and and we're seeing it on our land prices too, making it harder to find deals, which is why exactly. we're going south. The one the one tagline, if I had to leave anyone here with something, today the population of Austin MSA is 2.2 million. Mm-hmm. By by 2040, it's going to be 4.5 million. Oh my God, really? And that's just the the Austin MSA, and, and I believe the San Antonio Austin MSA is going to merge and in, in essentially one. And so you're going to have, you know, eight, nine million people living in this, this area. What is, because I've been to both places, but I took, I, I never drove. Is Austin and San Antonio like two hours? So, yeah. Car? So here's, when you think about Austin, there's the North area, which is kind of more family, mid forties plus. Mm. Uh, there's the city core, which is a, I, I, I believe it's the youngest city in the United States right now. So I think 21 to 25 year olds. Okay. Most people hang out in South Austin, 10, okay. 15 minutes from the city. Right. All right. So when you think about how close is something to Austin, I think of it as how close is it is, is it to South Austin? Sure. And that, San Antonio is about an hour away. Oh, so yeah. So for those people in California, that would kind of be like like San Jose to Sausalito, or uh, oh, so like, how about the other way? Like like it, it, it? I guess it would be like Morgan Hill to San Francisco. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So okay. So again, just to drive. So that that's like. 50 miles maybe i don't know That's about I, right, yeah. yeah so again i think you're right i think if it is that close those are going to grow together and really it's about job and population again it takes a moment in time to decide then you just then you mentally make that shift i'm going to texas then you sell your house your, your, your crappy 1950s house in la and you have all this equity and you buy something cash you're not really price sensitive you're pricing the locals out then yeah. all these employers come in wages go up it's just a vicious cycle where I think Texas uh, homeowners. Yeah, now there is there's one caveat, and not, not to go on a tangent here, but sure. the the property taxes are between two point well one point eight to two point nine percent. Okay, yeah, they could be high. Now that the the problem I think with this area is that they reassess every, typically every year. Um, yes. Now there's a, there's a cap; they can only increase the the gross taxable amount by ten percent. Oh wow! So okay. so there's there's a cap to it, which keeps it somewhat in check. But that's that's the one complaint. Uh, but keep in oh, mind, absolutely. everything else is cheaper too, right? So yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why, as you know, we talked about Texas a decade ago when I didn't go there was because I could, you know, I could fix my debt, but I couldn't fix taxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, that's just something to consider. But uh, you know, a lot of people are looking at Texas, and again, I think you win with population. Um, yeah, and yeah, then let's talk about building because you you actually brought yeah. something up that I thought was really interesting for builders, mm-hmm. right? Uh, President Biden just talked about building a million single fam- affordable single family homes in five years, uh, but you are seeing something very interesting in Texas. It seems like multifamily is springing up everywhere. Yeah, so in the report, um, what we see, and if you talk, to, so I talk a lot of debt partners and equity partners all the time, um, and you know this from your industry. The forced equity model syndications has been squeezed for probably three to five years, right? Yeah, forced or value add stuff. Yeah, it's you can't take a risk now with uh, increasing interest rates on a margin spread of like three to five percent. It's just too tight. So banks know this; they, yep. they don't want to lend there. They're smart, so they're putting their money in, in the ground up where margins are six times that. Mm-hmm. And so um, now we're seeing rents begin to flat flatline a little bit, um, but you're seeing um like a not not in absolute terms but we're seeing a, about a 60 percent increase in multifamily development on the ground we have some ourselves but we're all townhome based not yeah. 
not, not, not the apartments. Yeah. Um, and so you're also seeing pressure on the build to rent model. So we still need those homes to go to the buyers. We're not seeing that. And I, I can promise you this, I just had a call today, this morning, cities are so backlogged on projects, they can't process things fast enough. So yeah. delays are becoming more and more and more where we used to be able to get things approved in eight months. They're now taking 15 to 24 months. Oh. Yeah, so now we're, we're talking timelines that are getting close to California. Right. So, um, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. And, and, and they're trying, they, they want to process these permits. They want to get houses built, but between supply chain permit issues and delays at the city, I, I don't see a glut of supply coming no matter how much money we throw at it until we alleviate all these regulation issues, what which is why I thought Biden's proposal was, was great. I think to your comment earlier this morning, it's like, well, good luck getting it done through Congress. But if he does, he'll be a, he'll be a hero. No, I mean, let me be very clear. I think Biden is, is first off, he is focused on the real problem. It's not That's demand, right. it's supply. That's right. Kudos. Congratulations. Good job. I want to pat him on his back. Nice work. Unfortunately, in, in, even in his release, he says he needs Congress to act. He yeah. needs legislation. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I look at Congress today, I don't really see an organization that's very, um, that likes each other. No. I don't, you know, could, could something get done? I hope so. Will it? Don't know. I hope it does. Yeah. Uh, hopefully housing is one of those things that, that goes across aisle, hopefully. Um, and hope, I, I hope it happens. I mean, building a million, it, the, building a million homes, great goal. Five years, dude, we, we need it now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, the, my biggest fear over the last, this is only like the last 30 or 45 days. I see a huge and growing problem with affordable rental homes. Yeah. Not apartments, not owner awk, rental homes. Because as you know, in California, we're really the nation. We had, we had eviction moratorium until it was finally called unconstitutional. I think, Tom, that burned so many mom and pop landlords that they're like, I'm done. I had a tenant that didn't pay rent for nine months. I'm yep. going to get them out. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to sell. I'm going to pocket my money. Government intervention screwed me, blah, 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 blah. We're, we're going to lose 10, 15, 20% of homes. And Oh, by the way, Airbnb is taking another 10%. And it, it, the thing's going to go the way of the dodo bird, man. It's, I mean, you, how about in Texas? Are you building affordable homes or is everything kind of, well, move, you know, we, um, we try to, so, and, and we do it not so much. <laughs> I'll just admit it. We, we don't do it necessarily for the people. We do it because we think it's a safe place to play. Right. I don't like, yeah, you're, you have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in capital you got to take care of. Yeah. And so we think about, um, I, you know, I think about like, like restaurants, um, how many Applebee's are still doing strong or any sort of mid range restaurant. That's that market doesn't exist anymore. It's really the, the, the best of the best restaurants in the dipoles. Right. Yep. I think about in, in real estate, I, I don't want to play in that 700,000 to $1 million range because there's not a, it's, it's still a strong buyer pool, but I like the 300 to half million and then really actually the million and above, a uh, million to 1.8 million, right? Um, and so we tend to produce communities in the three to half million dollar range um, in that we have our, our deals sold before we even do construction. So it's, it's proven out for us. Um, well, that's the key. That's where you have, to, I mean, yeah. I, I do think, again, I think you've heard me talk about it. I think, I think the real estate market uh, for, for, for the longest time ever is really three markets, entry level, move up luxury, right? Yep. Simply speaking, 
what we have seen the last two years is we have destroyed the move up market and the first time home buyer, because normally what happens is you buy your home and then you're in it for five to eight years. And then you move, you trade up life happens. You make more income. You have more kids. What has happened because now we have 50% of the folks, this is a black Knight stat, not mine. 50% of residential loans, Tom, three and a half percent or below 33% below 3%. You are not giving that up. The, the person who is in their home today, that first buyer home, they're not leaving, which destroys home home ownership for the next group, which yeah. also kills move up. Cool. So, it's and just, by the way, you're you're you're. This is not uh, a unproven stat. If you look at our report, yeah. Uh, and in fact, you see the headlines: existing home sales, which is one of the the items that these crash clickbaits talk about, are are it's plummeting. Well, as, to your point, they can't get cheap debt anymore. Well, cheaper debt, I guess. Um, and they can't find a home that's worth buying, so they're not going to move. And yeah. we really need those homes to come to market. Yeah. Um, if you look at that report, the the class of people that are selling their home the, the least are fifty to sixty five year olds. They're just staying. They're staying put. That's it. I uh, I'm good, right? Yeah. No. And they, they normally would be the trade down buyer, right? They're yeah. yeah. So down again, to the to the Florida uh, condo. Yeah. yeah it, it again, the Fed broke housing. They kept rates too low for too long. One year was enough. They kept them low for two years. And how in real estate, the real estate housing market is going to pay the price for five years to come. Yeah, I'm calling it right now. I called it months ago. Transactions are going to fall 25% this year, and they will fall likely 50% peak to trough by the time this is all over. Well, you know, those, those, uh, those, those refi uh, brokers are getting crushed right now. 75%. I called it months ago. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, I think you're right. I think we like to see rates. In fact, we're, we're kind of back to where we were pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, we basically like we want to see the rates between five and a six and a half percent range. By the way, this is where Ivy Zellman thinks they, they should be as well. I think this is where we would be. This would be a balanced market at this 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 juncture. The problem is, to your point, the Fed has created so much backlog demand that we have years to get through that. Yeah, we um, pulled forward a lot of demand. Now you got a lot of people frozen. The mar- real estate is not crypto. It is not. It moves so much slow. It's like yeah. every like look at your Maslow hierarchy of needs. It goes water, yeah, food, shelter, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So do me a favor. Where can people find you if they want to do some investments in Texas, Austin? Yeah. Texas? So we um, well, it's good timing. Um, we have a few deals up and coming before the announcement that's happening here in June. So um, we we do offer investors opportunities to invest in the range of 21 to 30% IRRs. Um, and we can talk, talk more about that on our deals. Um, but our website, redoakvc.com is a good place to reach out to us and uh, we can send you info from there. Yep. And again, if you want to reach out to him, uh, I'm sure he would share the 51 page report. A lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff that I talk about in the daily financial news, just all in one place. It was very well done. Uh, Tom, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm.